Talk Film, episode 41. I am Pete Ray, back here with my good friend, fellow teacher, Mitchell Main, and I have some news for you. Uh-oh. In exactly one month, it's our first day of school. That's right, with kids, with kids. With kids, yeah, so we go back sooner than that, but the, the real first day is in one month. I want your thoughts and feelings about that. You know, I'm ready. I'm I'm good. I, no, you're not. You're not no, ready. I'm good. I'm good, I think. I mean, do I like wearing consecutive baseball jerseys for a week straight and just not having to do anything else? Yes. Um, this is like day three of me wearing my Nolan Arenado Rockies jersey. Um, just because I'm not like doing anything, you know? I got it like halfway buttoned. Um, I buttoned it up for you fully because I respect you. Thank um, you. But I've just been walking around, you know, just doing some yard work, running, um, hanging out. Ooh, I do have a big, a big uh, announcement, actually. And I wanted to tell you on pod. It's about running? No. Oh. Um, but it's, it's exercise focused, I guess. Okay. Um, yesterday, I was at you the good old... a Bowflex. <laughs> Bowflex, no. You remember um, those commercials? I, I am a model for Bowflex, but <laughs> uh, I didn't need to buy one because they just send me free stuff. If you're uh, young, if you're like under the age of, I don't know, probably 22, you need to go look up an old 2000s Bowflex commercial. There. What about a P90X? You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mom got in a P90X. She'd get into it for like two weeks, like once a year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you, um, my mom, this is going to date me a little bit. Tybo, do you remember? Do you know what Tybo is? I do only because I remember um, kids doing that in middle school PE when I was in middle school. They did Tybo. We're thinking of the same guy, right? The the ripped black dude with the yeah. I never. I ne- this is crazy because I was never in PE in middle school, but I know the guy you're talking about just because so many kids talked about it. <laughs> My mom loved Tybo, man. I remember coming home and she's just grinding out some Tybo workouts and. <laughs> Yeah, I remember it on the VCR too, I think, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Dude, I, you know, this happens in movies a lot, I feel, or TV shows. The kid comes home from college and their room is just like completely taken over. Mm-hmm. I came home from college probably my first or second year and there was just a treadmill in my room. Like not, <laughs> not full on like workout room, just a treadmill right in there. And I remember one time... I was just sitting in there watching TV, and my mom just decided she was going to run on it. So I was just sitting in there <laughs> and she's watching just... TV and couldn't hear a thing. She's pounding on the treadmill. I was like, what? what is this? This is crazy. That's commendable, man. Yeah, you got to give her <laughs> respect for that. Put it I, in the garage. I have a same story. Um, my parents... We had a basement, like we had a basement. Growing up, we had a basement where we would the kids would just hang out, and it was... It was a nice basement, you know, good TV, good couch, um, nothing incredibly spectacular. We had five kids in the family, so my parents had to, like, pay for a ton of sports and stuff like that. But we all moved out. My parents became empty nesters. They buy, they have two, two nice TVs. Um, like, every Sunday when football's going on, they send me, like, pictures of, like, eight screens happening on both screens. TVs because they have it like split you know um they got a nice pool table 
And just along the walls, my stepdad just started a, what did he do? He, he got like a bunch of like old jerseys and got them all signed. And so it's like just the sickest basement ever now, now yeah. that we're all gone. Um, they added a bathroom, which we would have loved to have as kids in the basement. And they, they got a nice bathroom with a shower now and nobody uses it because we're all gone. Um, but yeah, it's it's just the perks of getting up there when your kids are out of the nest and you can do that. Yeah, they did the reverse. Yeah. The reverse, turn your room into theirs. I, I guess maybe not the reverse, but yeah, to make it way better is, yeah, that hurts. Yeah, and my old room is now my mom's office in the basement, so I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but back to Tybo. Um, yeah, shout out Tybo. Your, your announcement, sorry. Yeah. I um, No, you're good. This is big. I was at Dick's Sporting Goods yesterday, and I bought the basic oh. entry-level pickleball oh. paddle and some pickleballs. And I ran today on the treadmill in my garage. You'd be happy. Um, it's in the garage. And then I just I took the cars out of the garage, and I was just I was dinking around a little bit. No way. Yeah, I'm getting into it. <laughs> oh my goodness! So. We should inform the uh, audience of none. I got into pickleball, I think, two two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago. Some people at my school did it, and they kind of were like, hey, you should do it. So I got into it. Um, got schooled by many old people, as tends to happen when you play pickleball. <laughs> we have played pickleball together once, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes, one um, time. And then this summer, at the beginning of the summer, you were like, I want to get good at pickleball. And we've ne never played. No. Again. <laughs> That's very us, of for us to say something and then we just never do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that that first day, though, I feel like I, was, I wasn't terrible. You were obviously the superior player. Um, what would you rate my performance, one out of ten, that first day of pickleball? Well, see, now this is a perfect representation of just how much of a noob you are, to mm -hmm. use a good middle school term. Yes. Um, pickleball has a rating system that goes from zero to five. You've told me this, and five is like the elite. Five is like you're a pro. And I know I'm like one or two on that tier. No, I think like, I, I think somebody told me once, like, it's hard to start below a like a two five. Okay. So... Yeah, you're a, you're a beginner. You're a two five. I'm not much better. I'm I'm like a maybe a I'm probably a three zero, maybe a three five on a good day. So does so is a two five in theory? Does that equate to like a five out of ten, four out of ten? Yeah, yeah, probably. So yeah. are you like six five, seven out of ten? Mm, probably six, six five. Well, yeah. Seven's pretty generous. Yes, I'm not. I'm not good I'm, compared to like compared to most of the people that I played with. I'm not good. We played a lot. We played um, some ones. I think we played a few games of ones. Um, you beat me in most games. I did get one on you though. I think, um, and then we started playing with some old people, and that's when I really started to crumble. Yeah, explain <laughs> explain your. Your mindset when the old guys started to try to give you some tips and tricks. Well, I told you before, I was like, bro, like, I'm fine playing in the beginner's court, just you and me. Uh, I know there's going to be people there that are substantially better than me, um, maybe better than you. And you're like, no, the only way to get better is to play against the best. And 
I agree. Um, but we started playing with an old guy, a couple older guys. One of them was really cool, just kind of quiet, just silently destroying us. While the other guy then was giving me pointers after every dead ball, um, telling me how to serve. You need to serve it like this. Watch your buddy when he serves. Uh, notice how his elbow doesn't go above his waist, blah, 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 or whatever. And I was just sitting there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I just, I just, sometimes I just need to fail in silence because I can just visualize how people are succeeding. Um, that really got under my skin that day. But I came to a realization today when I was dinking around just in the, in the garage. Um, I feel like the more pressure you put on yourself to do well, the worse off you're going to be. I feel like old people are really good at pickleball because they don't, and this is not a knock at old people, but like, I feel like old people, when they play pickleball, they're trying to obviously exercise and move around, but they're not trying to get their heart rate astronomically high, True. you know? And I was dinking. I just set a timer on my watch. It was after I ran, I was tired and it's like, I'm just going to dink around for 15 minutes. And so for the first like six minutes, I was like, really trying to shuffle, like laterally move quick. And I was like, what am I doing to myself? I noticed myself breaking a sweat and I was like, just slow down. And then once I started slowing down and just kind of, you know, keeping it calm, I was having longer dinks. Um, I noticed myself performing better. And I think it's cause I was, as uh, Bruce Lee said, be like water. Um, I was like water and I was just flowing with wherever the ball took me and you can't get too high or low with pickleball. It's a very even-keeled game, and I feel like old people mastered that. You know, that is probably the biggest thing that I've taken away from pickleball is the second that you make a mistake and then you think about it. And the like, if you think about it for a second and you're caught up in it, you're done. You're yep. done for it. And no sport has ever done that to me. I've played baseball, basketball, football. No sport does plays mind games with you like pickleball. Because the second you mess up and you're like upset that you messed up, you're done. It's over. You all of a sudden you can't serve, you can't dink, you can't. It's you're just you're you're in a pickle. You're you're in a pickle. I think that that's why I don't play golf too. Because like oh golf, yeah, that's another one. I get pretty mad, and then it's just it's not good for anybody. Um, but I think that's why I played. A, I mean, a little bit better with you, just you, because I was more calm but then once the old guy got in the situation kind of got my blood boiling i i can't let that get to me that was a noob move as well it's it's also i don't know if you feel like this but as a teacher anytime somebody tries to teach me anything i i there is a little bit within me that i'm like you're not a professional teacher (laughs) like you're you're not doing this the way that it should be done you're not differentiating instruction the way that i need (laughs) (laughs) yes like and sometimes people do do a great job and i respect them for that but like uh i was in tennessee that's part of why i couldn't record and we rented this boat and these jet skis from these guys and i mean these guys couldn't have taught a fish how to swim (laughs) and it was just ridiculous to sit through it was so hard to sit through it just be like where's the visual aids and i was just 
I was talking to my family about all the ways that they could have done it better because we're a family full of teachers. So it, it was just rough. So I, I felt your pain as the guy, especially because he was telling you to watch how I was doing it. Like that's hard to take. Mm. That's hard to take. Um, so yeah, I, I felt your pain. It's like, I was watching you. I don't <laughs> yeah. need the reminder. Um, you know, it's like when a kid's having a bad day and like they tell you they're having a bad day and then you just keep egging them on. Um, oh yeah. Terrible. It was, it was like that. And it's like, sometimes I just need you to be quiet and I just need to watch and observe. Yeah. And that, and that's how I'm going to learn. That guy clearly didn't understand that he wanted me to become insert famous pickleball player like that. He wanted me to just like in the snap of a finger be great and it's like that's just not going to happen today it's like we as teachers we we have that very uh distinct ability to realize when a kid's just not getting it and it's like okay this kid's not getting it there's really nothing i can do for them right now i just need to give them like i don't know sometimes it's a day sometimes it's five minutes to just go and just completely fail by themselves and mm -hmm. guess what that they will figure it out like you you will figure it out on on your own or lower the stakes even like, Hey, yeah, just, just let me rally for a little bit. You don't need to tell me how to make kill shots right now. <laughs> just, just let me rally. Let me, um, scaffold my goals for me, oh, scaffold my, my learning objectives hurt. and I'll get to the main objective by the end of the unit. The, the teachers listening right now are <laughs> maybe having like a little PTSD, like, oh my goodness, I'm hearing words like scaffolding and differentiation. It's too soon for that. I still have a month of summer left. That's right. Yeah, we apologize. We apologize. <laughs> Enjoy your summer. Enjoy your summer. All right. So, so to quit talking about um, school, um, <laughs> you, I've just been, uh, I get on Letterboxd all the time, see yeah. what's going on. You have been uh, churning, churning through movies. Uh, you've even encouraged me. Like I th yesterday, I watched three movies, and I you were my wow. inspiration because you, like I said, you've just been churning through them. So I felt like it'd probably be a good time. Uh, we need to talk about what we've been watching, and then uh, we also both went and saw Asteroid City together. So we'll finish it with that one and kind of. Uh, do a little mini review of that one together. Mini review for Asteroid City. I love it. Um, yeah. I have my list open. So I'll tell you a little bit of what I've read or of what I've watched since Asteroid City. Um, well, since let's, I'm just going to spew them off since Creed 3, our last viewing. Yeah. Or our last recording. Um, I'm just going to label, or I'm going to say them all and then I'll talk about a couple just really quickly. Uh, Mysterious Skins. The Day Trippers, Asteroid City, King of New York, Godland, Moneyball, last episode, um, Carnal Knowledge, Night on Earth, After Yang, No Hard Feelings, Blood Simple, Come On, Come On, Sound of Freedom, and the one we're going to talk about today, The Magnificent Seven. Um, Solid list. I think I've only seen uh, two of those. A lot of weird movies on here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't almost too weird to talk about on our family friendly pod. So I'll skip some of those. Um, Godland was excellent. Excellent. It's on what criterion. It's um, it's about a Danish priest who is called to create a church in Iceland. Um, and so he has to 
like travel through the I don't know if you want like the mountains of Denmark and Iceland along the way he kind of loses his immorality and like he's supposed to be this representation of like purity and all this stuff but he kind of goes insane um sounds very criterion yeah it was excellent man it's kind of like odyssey-esque um i loved it you should check it out um just so many great like we talk about like mise-en-scene elements like the naturalistic mise-en-scene is excellent like just give me yeah just like the shots of like denmark and iceland like just Mm. beautiful man like just give me a camera and i could do it let the nature do its thing you know yeah um so that was excellent check it out um after yang was okay i was kind of disappointed a little bit too melodramatic for me Um, that's one of the ones that i've seen yeah yeah i saw that you letterboxed that you really like that yeah um it's a definitely a slow burn but um I like Colin Farrell and dude, anything about AI. I just, I love. Yeah. Well, Criterion's got an AI collection on there Ooh. now. Yeah. Ooh, and that's, that's where I got it. Um, Immaculate swag. Colin Farrell has in that movie. Yes. Immaculate like swag. robes on, right? It's yeah. Like sick robes. Yeah. Over the house too. Yeah. Baggy pants, but somewhat professional looking, just swag. Um, I saw no hard feelings. Fun movie. Um, Nothing too crazy. Fun movie. Um, Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Sound of Freedom. I watched that yesterday. That one's very intense, man. Um, It's about child trafficking. Yeah, I just saw stuff on Twitter about it today. I don't really know much about it, though, besides that. Yeah, it's intense. Um, Like, talking about, like, rhetorical situation and, like, what provokes authors to create a text or whatever. Like, just the child trafficking would be the exigence of why this movie came about. It's very sad. Um, good movie. I gave it a 79. It's hard to rate those types of movies. Yeah. Um, but that was good. And then this one, The Magnificent Seven, which I will withhold my rating for now. Nice. nice. Putting in work, though, man. Putting in work. Anticipate watching maybe another one today. I don't know what yet, though. That's, you know, summer is the balance between, like you said, wearing the Nolan Arenado jersey for three days straight and watching movies and, and doing stuff. So this is our time. This is our time to get the movies in. Exactly. Exactly. You watch um, anything worthy? Yeah, I'll go through my list just like you did. Um, so since Asteroid City, or I guess, yeah, since our last episode, did I talk about... No, I don't think I did. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, I watched Smokey and the Bandit, a few of the the Grand Tours. They're not really movies. I don't know if they count. Uh, I watched The French Dispatch. I watched Tom Segura Sledgehammer. Watched that last night. Oh, yeah. I don't letterbox those, but yeah. Uh, Yeah, I didn't even rate it or like it or anything. I was just like, ah, it's on there. I'll put it on there. Yeah. Um, Patriot Games, Harrison Ford, Mm. Ghost in the Shell. Magnificent Seven, Paths of Glory, and I went this morning and saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You want to give me uh, a quick little Indiana Jones plug? Should I should I pay money to see it in theaters? Um, uh, I went to the matinee. I'd pay for the matinee. Okay, get in there I mean, early. 
Yeah, it was cool. To, it was there was like five other people in the theater, so that was sweet. Um, I mean, it's cool to see a movie like that on the big screen. It's not a. It's not great. Like it was. I put in my letterbox review that it was pretty much exactly what I expected it to be. Um, like there's some cool chase scenes. There's some cool action sequences. It is like, and it is so long. It is. I think mm-hmm. it's two and a half hours. Way too long. Um. But yeah, it was cool. The the like CGI of Harrison Ford's face is not good. Oh not, no, not good at all. And unfortunately, it happens in like what I feel is the best scene of the movie. The opening thirty minutes are awesome, and it, it was taking me out of it a little bit. But that's okay. That's a bummer. I feel like the one reason I would go is because I know it's his last film as Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But and then who knows? They, they may uh, they may pull him out of retirement once yeah. again because they can't stop themselves. He's performing in like a wheelchair. He's like, get on <laughs> out there, <laughs> or they'll just CGI his face to some uh, some dude's body. Yeah, we've talked about that, right? Who would you want um, your face CGI'd on? I don't. Have we talked about that? I don't know. My answer is Jean Claude Van Damme, obviously. <laughs> Mine's Mickey Rourke from The Wrestler. Okay. Do you get to keep his hair? Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) Your face with his hair? Or uh, Wesley Snipes and Blade, but there might be some issues there. (laughs) Matching everything up. I see no difference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, I do want to say, quick shout out to um, Jim Jarmusch. He... We've talked about, like, some of our favorite directors. I think he's in that conversation for me now. Oh, did he? Um, he's done. He's kind of like a independent director. Nothing too crazy. He's he did Night on Earth. I really liked that. It was kind of like the way French Dispatch has like vignette stories, like stories within stories. I oh, thought okay. he did it cool. Um, Ghost Dog in the Way of the Samurai. Have you seen that? No, we talked about that a while ago, and I remember you watched it. I need to watch it. Yeah, though. you should watch that. Watch that tonight, Criterion. Um. He did Dead Man with Johnny Depp. I haven't seen any of these. Oh, yeah. You got some homework. Go Look at just go um to the Jim Jarmusch collection on Criterion and just just have some fun. I'm trying okay. to watch them all before the end of this month. There's like not a whole bunch cool. on there, but he's he's cool, man. Yeah. Um, Some other ones to shout out. I watched Ghost in the Shell. You know anything about Ghost in the Shell? Do not. It's it's an anime, um, 1995. I'd always heard about how like uh, amazing it is um, when Into the Spider Verse came out. Mm. Uh, I was, a bunch of movie lists came out about like best animations of all time, and I saw it in the list. Um, it is like anybody that thinks animated animated movies are for kids is insane. It's like it was so hard to comprehend what was going on, but it was. It was sweet at the same time. It's about AI, um, and it's about, like, basically, like, your ghost is, like, your inner soul, but your shell is, like, basically in this, I think it takes place in 2029, like, your body parts can just be, like, created. So, it's about, like, this robot that's maybe not a robot, but kind of a person. I don't know. It's it's strange, but the animation is sweet. Um, I really liked it. Where did we watch that one? Um, I think it might be. Let me see. 
trying to remember. It's on uh, Prime. It's also on Criterion. Okay. I think that's but, where yeah. I, I've heard it because it sounded familiar. It's pretty short. It's, I think it's like less than an hour and a half. So that was mm-hmm. nice. Um, and then I rewatched The French Dispatch. I think I talked about that when we did uh, Moonrise Kingdom, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I, I wasn't a fan of it. But I said I need to rewatch it because, like you just said, the little vignettes. I was not ready for that the first time I watched it. And just going back and watching it again, I uh, I, I liked it way more this time. Um, and I put on my letterbox that it, it's Wes Anderson cinematography at its peak. I think it might be the best, like, framing of any of his movies there's just so many shots where like the foreground and background is used and obviously the symmetry i it it was sweet i don't like love the all the stories in it but the cinematography in it is amazing i feel like asteroid city has that title for me best cinematography yeah for wes all right well let's talk about asteroid city maybe uh give some examples like the uh like the whole opening from what it's it's, we watched it a while ago um the opening scenes where like whip pans to all the different settings um just the conversations between scarlett johansson and jason schwartzman as it keeps going back and forth as they're like talking through the houses um the nah now i'm on the spot it's been like three weeks since i've seen it It has been a while yeah um just to because i i went and saw it what was that couple couple days ago i went and saw it again the diner scenes are awesome mm-hmm. even just one that sticks in my mind when i first walk into the diner and it just shows the waitress she's behind the diner and it just shows her in the cash register and the giant board behind her and like all the food that they have like that's a fantastic frame one thing i remember about that movie is one thing i remember a lot but jason schwartzman's like his fidget toy is his little Zippo lighter. He's oh, constantly yeah. pulling that thing out. I just always at his like chest area. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, the alien scene. I don't know if this, this, I don't think that this is a spoiler necessarily. Cause not at I this mean, point. I don't think Yeah, they say there's an alien in the trailer, the alien scene, dude, th- that's one of my favorite scenes in any Wes Anderson movie ever. I love it so 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 much when it goes from they're talking about seeing the three dots on like their viewfinder cardboard box things you mm-hmm. remember that part i do yeah the, the three just pop up like even that is beautiful just the way it pops up and then when the green one pops up it's like oh my goodness something weird is happening and then that song that plays the like little it's like two piano keys i think is all it is I love it. And then the green and when they look up and then just the design of the alien, I was like, for a second, I was like, what the heck is this? And then I just, I love every little, I love every single part of that scene. It's amazing. So quirky. I loved it. It was just so bizarre. I I remember just genuinely smiling when that came up. And then the song that the kid sings, kind of like the rebellious kid. Oh yeah. Dwight. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I love that scene paired with that scene as well. Like those two scenes together, great. Such a fun movie. Every scene with the cowboys in it, Montana mm-hmm. and his, his group, I would like every single one of those scenes like in a painting. 
just in my room. Yeah. Like you mentioned cinematography. They are like framed. I guess that's part of mise en scene as well. Like they're just framed perfectly. They look like they're in a painting. Some scenes from Magnificent Seven that I was thinking about that as well when I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah. These guys, these guys are pretty stinking cool. Uh, what do you think about Ashford City's whole like multiple? It, it, when I watched the French Dispatch, I was like, it seems like Wes Anderson is going to be doing this a lot, where we have like stories within stories. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I liked it. I feel like it was a. Uh... I was texting my brother about this a little bit. Um, again, it's been three weeks, so it might be a little foggy, but I feel like Wes Anderson's kind of trolling us as the viewer with the multiple storylines because it's like how do I explain this like there's so many moments in the story like where you feel like there's going to be some big climax and then just nothing happens Um, I remember there's one scene where it's not the play but it's the actors within the play and it's Jeff Goldblum and he plays the alien and he says something like um, I play the alien. I think it's a, I'm a metaphor about life, but I entirely don't know something yeah. like that. And it's like, I think like he's trying to say like, you don't always have to have the answers to things, even though we like clear answers and things like that. Um, and then when we think about that, the play, the play asteroid city, not the movie, the play, um, everybody just leaves we never know what happens to the alien um it's like it's missing an act almost within the play but i feel like that's purposeful because we innately want that clear ending um but at the end of the day it's like we don't necessarily need it like why does it matter it just ends with them all leaving um and i think that's wes anderson kind of just like trolling us the audience so you think that like we feel that way about the movie, like his movies as a whole, like we want to know what they're about and try and figure them out. Yeah. I feel like he's heard criticisms about his movies. Like what the heck are these things even about? And he's like, okay, I'm going to really make you wonder what this one's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. Cause I've heard people talk that it's like all about like post-war America and like fears and things like that. And I'm like, that's cool if you want to read that deep into it. I'm just here for the pastels, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pastels and the the cool cowboy song with the kid. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, uh, I don't know, I would guess Wes Anderson would be okay with both those things. No, I liked it a lot. I think there's a lot to it. I think there's a lot to be said about relationships as well that I can't really talk about because I don't remember too much. Um, yeah. But like, Next time I watch it, I would probably focus in on Scarlett Johansson and Jason Schwartzman. Uh, one of my favorite lines is um, when he's talking to Scarlett Johansson, he says like, oh, I'm a widow, but don't tell my kids. <laughs> yeah. That's funny you say that about relationships. It just one line that it just uh, triggered in my brain is I think I, it's those two talking and I can't remember which one says it, but they basically say like uh we're drawn to each other because we have this like repressed um like not depression but like sadness and blah 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 and it's like just completely lays out like why there's nothing for you to figure out Mm -hmm. and i feel like even that could be what you were talking about where it's just Wes making fun of us where it's just like quit trying to figure this out i'll just tell you exactly why they like each other right and then yeah. on like a layer of them like being actual people and not actors within the story, 
like you want them to kind of come together and have a relationship at the end. But then I think Jason Schwartzman asks one of the the actors that he works alongside with, like where she went. And I think the answer is like, oh, she just left. Yeah, that happens in the play. She just leaves and then he gets her address. But yeah, it's like there's no... Yeah, nothing comes of it. I also loved, loved just the kind of multi-layered of it. Seeing Tom Hanks in the black and white version, Mm -hmm. like his his actor self, and he just looks like the coolest guy. And then knowing that he's playing like the dad in it, like that just, that did add a little something to it. I like that part. Or when Brian Cranston, he's like, he's in the play, but he's not supposed to be. And they pan over to him and he's like, wait, am I supposed to be here? <laughs> yeah, that, that one was very funny too. Just so quirky, so fun. I do think there are a lot of layers to it. Um, yeah, I want to watch it again for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. That's any other ones to mention? Any other movies? Uh, I want to watch that. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Pneumonia? It's that new anime on Netflix. I don't know if it's animated or just animation, rather. Um, Heard good things. It's popular on Netflix right now. Um, Hmm. Yeah, that's it. Is it a show or a... It's a movie. Okay. I think we're... But other than that, I think we're just in anticipation for Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yeah. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. (laughs) Dude, I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. I've seen the trailer in theaters for Oppenheimer I think three times now every time I'm just oh yeah it looks insane looks insane yeah that'll be awesome all right should we uh get into the Magnificent Seven let's do it let's um we're starting something new here we're gonna start implementing some series um you want to tell TTF Nation kind of just like the angle of what we're doing how we're going to approach this yeah, so, I mean, our picks are pretty erratic from week to week. Yes. Um, I, I've complained in the past that it's hard to pick movies. Uh, and I think that that has uh, bit us in the butt a few times because we've, at least I know I've picked some movies that it's just like, what, what the heck? I uh, wish I wouldn't have picked this. So at least now we'll have a little bit of like, here's why I picked this. So even if the movie stinks, it's like, well, we're it's serving this purpose. Right, so, there's some justification there. Yeah, our we kind of talked about this on the Creed three episode that like, well, this is kind of a dad movie, but kind of not. So our first ones, our first series is dad movies. Yes. Um, and I think we've kind of picked some dad movies in the past. Uh, would you say Bloodsport is a dad movie? I think that's the most dad movie that we've probably done. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're just we're kind of setting it in stone here. Our Basically, our how we're going to do it is I'm going to pick one, Mitchell's going to pick one, and then we'd like somebody from the audience to uh, pick one as well. So what would you say is the best way to do that? Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter at Teacher Film Talk. Um, don't hit us up on threads because I'm not creating a threads. No I'm, way. I'm, I'm done with, you know, trying to follow the hip trend. We're staying on Twitter. Um don't care what Elon does to it at this point. We're still going to be there. Hit us up there at Teacher Film Talk. Um, you could email us at teacherstalkfilm yeah. at gmail.com. Um, we do have a TikTok. Um, I believe it's just Teachers Talk Film. Any one of those ways. Um, I'll put some tweets out there about some dad movie 
reviews that you would like to hear and um we'll we'll take some from the audience i'm i'm excited for this yeah so and next week so next week we'll do mitchell's he's got a pick lined up and then yeah we need one from the audience but you can submit that right now if you would like um it also i mean always helps if it's streaming so that's part of the the game here is you got to figure out what's streaming the big Um, three streamers um well what are the big three tech i would say big four max hulu prime and netflix yeah maybe a paramount if you're feeling a little uh tight on options Um, even uh can you watch movies on peacock with like ads or do you need a i don't know about peacock but i would i will give some some flowers to tubi i've watched a couple on tubi um come on come on is on tubi the green knight is on tubi um nosferatu is on tubi that old german expressionism movie Um, oh that's on youtube i'm watching that on youtube okay there's double speed for parts of it (laughs) (laughs) there's there's some gems on tubi a lot of garbage um but like two percent of those movies there's some gems um so i would say that i don't know about peacock i'll do some investigation all right, but yeah, I like where uh, we'll get the audience involved a little more. Maybe uh, eventually we even get some people on. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yes, I like it. I like it. All right, so dad movie number one, The Magnificent Seven. You have a um, poem for us, I believe. I wrote a poem, started it as you hit record, so I'm pretty proud of myself. And I think it rhymes, so I think we're we're gonna be okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> While the townspeople scurry in fright, the the Magnificent Seven prepare for a fight. Mm. While one is in all black and the young one is kind of (laughs) whack. Did you know this was based on Seven Samurai by our guy Kurosawa? The bad guy, Calvera, would slap your mama. (laughs) Does, Does this dad movie go to hell or heaven the star-studded Magnificent Seven. Oh, bars. Not bad. I don't know if it's um, as good as my uh, Creed 3. No. What's no I did Creed 3 off the top. What was my poem I wrote? Um, it was for Dog Day afternoon. Oh, yeah. Sweat. Yeah. I remember I wrote That one sweat. was good. That one was... This one yeah. was a below that one, but you know what? It's okay. You'll have redemption. All right. Um, Magnificent Seven. What's... You want to start us off? Yes, and I want to start us off by saying, you already mentioned it's adapted from Seven Samurai, which I thought was awesome. Um, But I just want to give some recognition to just some of the names, like some of the actual names. Like, names used to be way cooler back in the Mm -hmm. day. Yes, Um, they did. The title sequence, the opening title sequence where we get all the production hands i just want to read some of the names i thought i thought you meant in the movie so I'm, well, this is even cooler i was gonna say it applies for the movie too shout out like harry luck what a cool name brit um but just actual names like these are human well, beings. I, before you read off the, these names can i just say because you're talking about the opening credits the i love the opening credits oh it's in every the, it's every I, I, I miss opening credits in movies that looked like this they're amazing the and then red the end, when they just ride their horses off into the sunset yeah and then title yeah. card 
Especially because at the end of the opening credits, like things start moving behind them and then the story starting, it just perfectly goes into this. I just love these opening credits. I like when movies do that, when they don't compromise the story for just putting all the names up there. Yeah. It flows perfectly. Um, but some of these names of actual human beings, we have Steve McQueen, obviously, which is a sweet, sweet name. name. Um, Whit Bissell. <laughs> um, Charles Bronson, of course. Milt Rice. Milt. Milt. And Chico Ray. Chico. Chico Ray. That Those are the only few that I wrote down, but I was like, man, I can't, these are all just awesome. Chico Ray could be my long lost like great uncle or something. Could be. Uh, Yul Brenner is also an amazing name. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But just it's, cool names, man. So is uh, Eli Wallach. Mm-hmm. He's he's in the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, uh, like that's just a great Western actor name. Who does he play in this one? He's the bad guy, Calvera. Okay. And he's uh. Have you seen the good, the bad, and the ugly? It's been a long time. I don't know if you remember Tuco. He's like, there's not really a good. I guess he's the main bad guy, kind of. I remember yeah. Tuco from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, but let me start with this. We're talking about characters. Out of the seven, who's your favorite of the seven? Okay, I had this question for you as well, and I, dude, it's tough. I don't know if I can narrow it down to one. It's, I really like Brit. I think he's got maybe the coolest um, character intro. Like just Brute. his so apathy, <laughs> just yeah. like I'm so tired of hanging around with you people and um to later learn that i can't remember who says it but he's like he's faster than anybody so he just competes with himself like i like that that's cool um i mean chris the he's i guess he's kind of the main guy Mm -hmm. he's he's so cool just in all black his voice is so sick i i'm pretty sure he could tell me to just like hey jump off a bridge and i just listen to him i just do it just that voice it is it is amazing and i mean i also love steve mcqueen's character so i i know that's three but i i just love those three if i had to pick a favorite hmm i don't know i'd I'd probably just have to go with the main guy chris chris yeah he's just so cool in the all black and yeah i just like him you got a buzzed cut right now, so it's fitting. I like yeah. it. I like it. Um, I like it. I like um, Brit. Yours? Brit, easy. Okay. Dude, like you said, sickest intro. He brings yeah. the knife to a gunfight, and he is the victor. Uh, and then, after, like, right before it, he's just laying there. He's trying to take a nap. The guy starts antagonizing him. He just flips the bill up on his cowboy hat, looks at him like, you really want to test me right now? Um uh, just so calm, cool, and collected. Stabs that guy again in a shootout. Just the coolest scene ever. He has the best lines in the movie. He doesn't say a lot. Like out of the the big three are gonna be um, Vin, who is played by Steve McQueen, Chris, the head guy, and then Britt, probably the third. He says the least out of those three, but when he says something. It's always profound. I love um, at the end when they retaliate um, from the bandits or to go back to the bandits. He says, 
no one throws me my guns and tells me to run nobody <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's hard man oh um, so hard yeah and you know what he ends up going back and when he's just shooting people he's just got his wrist um perched up on that little post like where he's hiding out and he's um he ultimately dies but i feel like that's a that's he dies a hero's death you know yeah he's the man um can we let's just go through the character intros because they're amazing yeah he has the best one like you said but continue so we meet chris and vin at the same time um they are transporting a hearse through this town um an an amazing scene i love this scene it might be my favorite scene in a movie um just them talking about it and they get on the horse or up on like the hearse carriage mm-hmm. and Vin just says letter buck and it's just <laughs> like it's so perfect um then they have the lines when the first guy like shoots at them uh Vin says are you elected and there's a hole like shot through Chris's cigar that he smoked yeah that was sick (laughs) he just goes no got nominated real good and it's just like i just love i love that dialogue between them it's just like so clever and no one talks like that and i just love that about western movies that it's you're gonna hear some stuff that just you just and when i watch it i'm like man i wish i talk like that i don't and no one would take me seriously probably if i did but i i just love it he just, I wrote this down, like, especially with his character, his dialogue is just so straight to the point. I kind of talk in circles a lot, admittedly, and I wish I could just talk like him. There's a moment where one of the townspeople are like, where are you from? And he just points behind him. Yeah. So, where are you going? <laughs> he just points forward. It's like, that's all you need to know. Like, <laughs> You don't need to yeah. know anything about me. Just moments like that are are perfect. Um, and then I also love that when he asks them, he basically asks him to help him. Um, and Vin, Steve McQueen's character, is like, how many you got? And Chris just holds up his finger. He just holds up a one. And then it cuts back to Steve McQueen, and he just holds up yep, two. a second yeah. finger. He's like, I'm in. No words needed. You know I'm with you. Uh, that That's awesome. Um, I think our is our third guy. Is it Luck, the guy that's obsessed with gold? Uh, is he the? Isn't he the one who's? Is he chopping wood? No, but that's I think Charles that, Bronson's character. That's I like later him a lot on. too. Yeah, because Luck is like they're still in the town. He's, he's know, is he the pretty boy kind of one? No, I don't like Luck him. Is, Luck is, it's perfect the way that they set it up. Just a great piece of filmmaking because they do the thing where the young kid, Chico, comes in. He, like, bursts into the room, and I think Chris is, like, hiding behind the door. Mm -hmm. The cowboy audition, yeah. Yes, and then he's like, you're a young kid. You can't be with us. Get out of here. And then Luck, the guy who's obsessed with gold, he knocks on the door, and then Chris opens it, and no one's there. And he does what Chris did to the young kid. He's hiding in the corner. And like right away you realize, oh, that guy's a cowboy. Like he's smart. He knows what he's doing. Um, So I I love that. And I don't think he like maybe joins till later. But um, 
I, I like his character that he's always just in search of gold. And even in his death scene where he's like, please tell me that we were out in search of something and not doing this stupid stuff. <laughs> Chris lies to him and is like, yeah, we were like, there's gold up in the mountains. I love that. He, he was kind of, he didn't get as much like play as the others. I think that's the right. only thing that held him back. Yeah. Um, um, our next intro, as you mentioned, Oh my goodness. Bernardo, is that his name? <laughs> Bernardo O'Reilly. Yeah, he's the man, dude. Just he's a man's man. <laughs> every single every single swing of that axe, some wood is getting crushed. Yeah. Um they don't make it like they used to. No. I no, could never don't. be that. <laughs> no. His forearms, man, looked like baseball bats. <laughs> I love that he's working for his breakfast. Uh and that they're they mentioned like um, how much money he's made. I got 600 for this. I got 800 for this. And they're like, the job's $20. And he just goes, $20 is a lot right now. And so he's in. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned the, the pretty boy. He doesn't get much screen time either. Um, is he the fifth? I think, yeah. Is that Lee? I think his name is Lee. Oh, we mentioned Brit already. Um, but yeah, I just love the character introductions and the characters are great he um chris is cool too because he is skeptical at the beginning he has a cool line um i'm not in the blessing business and then (laughs) and then he takes it and then yeah they kind of acquire everybody after they acquire everybody there's a little bit of a lull within the movie before the first invasion i do like the training scenes though where they're training the villagers yeah specifically when um bernardo's teaching miguel how to shoot the rifle he's talking about squeezing it yeah he's like squeeze it and then he's like you know what just flip it over hold it on the barrel and use it as a club (laughs) yeah that's so good yeah well you mentioned that lull i completely agree it was definitely a little slow in there um but there's it's also some good like um things are there's character development in there I loved the scene where it's all seven of them talking in the room and they're just talking about like what life is as basically a gun, like a hired gun and being a cowboy. Um, What's the pretty boy's name? Um, Lee, I believe. Lee, he gets some awesome character development in there where he's like, um, they're going around, they're like money, none, like possessions, none. And then he's like enemies, none that are alive and then that's hard but later on you learn that he's like i've been like running my whole life so it's like this life as a cowboy is is not glamorous and as easy as we as cool as we'd like it to seem um so yeah i really love that scene they kind of like they personify their guns like they don't view themselves more than just the gun um yeah there's a line with bernardo when he's talking to the kids I also love his character because the kids just gravitate towards him. Yeah, uh, cool. But he says, what does he say? He's talking to the kids and he's like, you think I'm brave for carrying a gun? And he's like, your dad's much braver for carrying responsibility. Yeah. So it's like, there's some character development there. And like the kids clearly want to be like Bernardo. And he's like, you don't want this life at the end of the day. I'm just a gun hired to hired to kill and shoot. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, that's one of the great things of, like, I think all Western movies is, like, the balance. There is no balance for cowboys. It's like, I'm just, I am a gun. I, and I'm, most of them are, like, alone. Um, so, yeah, I, I just like that. I, I just love Western movies. Is there anything missing from this that would be needed in a, in a Western, you think? I was wondering that. Um... I feel like it's a pretty stereotypical Western. Um, you know, we've got a little love interest. We've got a fight for justice. Um, yeah, I, we've got the great West scenery. Dude, the town oh, yeah. that they live in is beautiful. It is a beautiful town that they live the in. The colors pop. Yeah, the sun rises and sunsets. Oh, and, man. Yeah. There's a scene where it's... um. It's Vin and Chris. They're talking on top of a cliff before the bandits invade for the first time. And they're just talking. And I got distracted by just how blue the sky was. I was like, this looks so stinking cool. And it said in the opening credits filmed with Panavision. I always <laughs> love those old like Technicolor Panavision. I'm trying to think of other ones. I know there's more, but um, yeah, Panavision. It just makes like... Even the, um, the uh, I feel like the red at the beginning, I mentioned the, the opening credits, like mm-hmm. that red, it just pops against the blue sky. Um, even Calvera, his red, like he wears red, his bandana and all that stuff, that pops. I Yeah, it's fantastic. And there's a bull scene and the bull's like a reddish brown and it just pops off the screen. Yeah, yeah. just beautiful, especially for it being so old. 19 I mean 1960 isn't incredibly old but very impressive visually for yeah. show the um, um the, yeah, the one thing ahead. I was going to say is the love interest piece about my question like the western I kind of wish they assigned it to somebody else maybe it's just cuz I don't like Chico so much yeah um, he was annoying yeah he was very annoying um, but then obviously it makes for the cool scene where it's just Vin and Chris riding their horses off in the sunset because Chico stays with his love interest. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they could have done it differently. Like Vin's not going to get distracted by a love interest. Um, Chris, definitely not. Brit, definitely not. It's like, yeah, I mean, I think that's the best fit. But because usually there's yeah. a more involved female character and they even right. stay at the village like there's no girls here <laughs> yeah they hid them all away yeah i i love that it's probably another one of my favorite parts like you said um chico my least favorite character of the entire thing he's so annoying he messes up constantly he's so stupid but i i love him by the end of the movie because he goes back like you just know that he's gonna have a a good life. He's been trying to convince himself that he's a cowboy when really he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just love that he goes back and he's going to stay with her. I also love that she like barely, she doesn't even speak to him when she comes back. She just looks at him for like a second that goes right back to just doing yeah. what she's doing. Like that's, I love that. Doesn't he say like, I was raised in a village like this too. So yeah, the whole movie, he's like, trying to be the cowboy and then underneath he's like yeah hiding the fact that he he is a farmer and that he's basically trying to be a cowboy because of what cowboys have done to him so 
it's it, I, I don't know i just felt that, like that wrapped up his story perfectly yeah yeah i agree i agree yeah. um if anything this movie made me want to just fire up my playstation 4 and play some red dead for real it was excellent it was very very fun to watch i'm going to wyoming tomorrow it really makes me just want to go buy some pants some boots a cowboy hat a a buttoned up shirt and just start talking with an accent um just for a week <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say i want to do i want to be a cowboy so bad but i don't want to do the cowboy things for real for real <laughs> like i, I kind of love air conditioning yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i i, I want to look the part but you know that's yeah. what in the skater culture we would call a poser yes yeah. exactly yeah i feel like we have many cowboy posers in in life today yeah yeah in the in the place where we work though i feel like there's some authenticity to some of them true true yeah if if you ride a horse once a week you're a cowboy i have some students are like yeah uh this weekend i just got off from school and i worked up until sunday at 11 30 at night and i'm like i believe it man it's like i had a kid in eighth grade he would wake up at like four in the morning every morning to go count cows and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you're a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. You're working harder than me. Yeah. And they always come to school with their their pants, like their their Levi's, like super starched. The, the hey dudes. Yeah. The hey dudes, maybe if it's a casual day. Yeah. <laughs> the belt, the cool shirts, man. The shirts are just awesome. Um, yeah. Cowboys. Love them. Cowboys. I do I have some that. cowboy in my blood. My, my, my great grandpa. My grandparents, they live on a farm, and I have some farm experience, but I can't justify wearing a cowboy hat, man. That's like, I I, I think I've talked about it all pod before. I grew up in Ohio on a farm. Um, people don't really wear cowboy hats in Ohio. You wear a tattered baseball hat that you've had for like 10 years and a cutoff t-shirt, and you just sweat, and it, there's nothing really very cool about it. It's not the Wild West. Yeah. That's still cowboy though. I mean, there being a cowboy's there's a spectrum. Yes. These guys are full cowboy. These are wild west cowboys. Yeah. yeah. Those cowboys, those Ohio boys, they're they're like maybe 6.5 like 7 like equivalent <laughs> to your pickleball skill level. <laughs> um I have one line that I have to mention from this movie uh when Steve McQueen says, we deal in lead, friend. I don't know if there's ever been a cooler person <laughs> on the face of the earth than him saying that to the bad guys. We deal in lead, friend. That is like, a hard line. Oh, come on. I want to say that to a student one day. like, I, But I obviously couldn't say lead. And just saying I deal in words, friend, like I'd probably just get laughed at. When they ask if they can type their essay, you say, we deal with lead, pencils my friend <laughs> i deal in google docs yeah. friend <laughs> cowboys have the hardest lines i i think i've told you this um johnny cash um i shot a man in reno just to watch him die yeah i think that's the hardest line hardest lyric i've ever heard in my life outside of i mean this includes any gangster rap i've listened to that's the hardest line i've ever heard and there's some yeah. other hard lines in here as well. Um, I mentioned the training scenes when they're training the villagers. They say, 
one of the guys says like, all right, now aim forward. And they're like, aim at the rock. And he looks at him. He's like, no, the man you're going to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so matter of fact. Yeah, so bluntly like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then of course, nobody throws me my gun and tells me to run. Nobody. There was a, there's another one, the mortician at the beginning. Um, he says, I've never treated a man wrongly. I've only treated them as future customers. Like <laughs> that is such a great line. Every every guy the mortician meets is a future customer. He's gonna die soon. Nah. So good. It's intense, man. Yeah. Love the lines in Westerns. It's great. It's great. All right. Let's wrap it up. You got any uh any final thoughts and a score? I wish they would have done my boy Brit a little better. I know he had to what? die a hero's death, but I was genuinely hurt when he died. Here's what I was thinking. You know, I'm the king of sequels. Why don't we just do prequels? Where does Brit come from? He's yeah. got to have a storied past. I love that. It's so good. Shout out James Coburn. He did great. We could have Conan O'Brien play him now. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, yeah, he deserved more. I don't think yeah. he wanted more, though, is the thing. I think he was fine with dying right there, right then. I think so, probably. I felt like all the deaths were earned in this. Like they, yeah. Nobody was just killed, the, I don't know, at the service of the movie. It did feel somewhat cheap that uh, Chris and Vin both live. True. It would have been cooler if it was like maybe just Chris. Yeah. Because I love the line, um, only the farmers won. Yeah. Oh, like, that's a great line. Like yeah. the Cowboys always lose. Yes. Yeah. He could have so like good. looked at the camera. Only the farmers would. And then it just, he runs off into the sunset with his horse and then it's over. Yeah. That would have been sick, but small critique there. Really liked this. This conversation bumped it up a point for me. Ooh. Just a point though. I'll take a point. Yeah. I give it an 87. All right. The Magnificent Seven, an 87. Oh, it's it's just fit. Yeah. Um, I, I love this movie. I think it moved its way into one of my all-time favorite westerns. I could watch it again right now. Um, high rewatchability. Oh, so high. Yeah. Just for the character intros alone, just knowing that those are coming, like, I, I would love it. Just, yeah, for so sure. good. Um, I think I probably overrated it. I gave it a 90. Uh, but I, I think it's great, especially for what it is. I, I don't think it's... Uh, like we said, there's a law in the middle. It gets kind of slow. There's some bad acting, but that's what Western movies are known for. Um, it's a 90. I love it. Love it. Love it. I forgot to mention some of the bad acting. The villagers at the beginning. <laughs> we must do something. <laughs> yeah i was like oh man the main guy i can't remember his name i gotta look it up i thought he did great like i thought he did as the like main villager like the the lead guy yeah jorge martinez de hoyos he like he crushed it i i really liked him he had the sweetest uh garb on he had a sweet stash but like you know the drug rug hoodie type things he yes. had that, but the sleeves cut off, and I was like, oh, that's fire. Yeah, but no, I, I loved him and his perseverance throughout the whole thing, and 
Yeah, I liked his character too. We got to mention him. Yeah. I don't think a 90s too high. Um, and as I pull up, I mean, obviously, your rating's your rating. Critics are giving this bad boy an 89. Okay. Audience is giving it an 87. On Letterboxd, it's a 3.8, which is decently high. So I gave it a four, and I'm usually slightly under that average. Yeah. Yeah, so, I gave it a four and a half. So, yeah, I really liked it. That was great. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed uh, it. Is it? Would you say it's a dad movie? Absolutely. I mean, very much so. Maybe a grandpa movie. My grandpa, if he was alive today, I would call him and ask him. I guarantee this isn't this would have been in his top five. I I guarantee you right now I could call my grandpa and he could name every I bet he could name every single one of the seven, both their <laughs> names in the movie and the uh actors, and I guarantee he could say at least two or three lines from yeah. the movie like he's so good at that he loves westerns i guarantee it i might have to call him right after this it like i just i visually can just remember walking into my grandpa's house and like in his office space just pictures of western dudes all along the walls i was yeah. like i'm sure brit was on that wall somewhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like i saw a lot of john wayne photos up there like yeah he would have yeah. loved this i'm sure i remember gr- growing up my dad always into westerns loved john wayne real bravo i think it's just something that you just when you become a dad you just remember your dad liking them so it just gets passed down so they'll they'll never go away for sure we might have to do a western series at some point i would be hyped i love it i love it all right speaking of dads what's our dad movie for next episode okay so this is one that i have watched once but admittedly it's been a while and it's not on my spreadsheet i feel like if you ask any male individual from the age of 40 to 60 i guess um what their favorite movies are or what the best movies of all time are Mm. this movie is gonna be in that conversation Mm. any guesses is tom hanks in it um he is not Okay, both the movies I've seen. Give me a give me somebody who's in it. Um, Morgan Freeman, Shawshank Redemption, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, Shawshank. It's been a while. It's under the two me and too. a half hour mark. Coming in at uh two hours and twenty two minutes, I believe. All right, nineteen ninety four. I feel like every dad. This is in their conversation for best movie of all time. And so I think you're right. We're, we're going to give it a whirl here next week. You can watch it on Prime. And then, yeah, start thinking about some that you might want to uh, consider chiming in for so we can talk about those. And if you wanted to hop on the pod, let us know. We can maybe make that happen. Yeah, and when you are, I think when you let us know, like if you give us a dad movie, you got to give us your thoughts on whatever you let us know on Twitter, TikTok, email. You got to shoot us some some thoughts, some feelings. Quick, feel yeah, about? justify it, justify. Yeah, it. before we watch, because I don't want to watch like a I don't face offs again. Yeah, or just like a movie that's like about a dad, you know. Like yeah. the first thing that comes to mind is um, Beautiful Boy, the Timothy Chalamet pursuit of happiness yeah like i don't want to watch one of those per se 
Yeah, this is movies dads watch. Yeah, not movies about dads. Yeah. Yeah. If you can combine those somehow, that'd be cool. Yeah. Extra points if you can do that. Yeah. All right, Shawshank. I'm pumped for Shawshank. It's been, for me, a long time, too. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. I'm excited. You got anything else for the people? No. I'm ready to go be a cowboy. <laughs> you got your cowboy <laughs> stuff? Yeah, I'm going to go to uh, the, I don't even know, the boot barn at the, yeah. at the mall. Grab me some boots and, um, you know, just walk along some dirt trails to make them look like I actually do stuff in them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. But anyways, until next time, Shawshank Redemption on Prime. Enjoy. Enjoy the last little bit of your summer. We got a month left here, people. Um, Soak it in. Go outside. Take a hike. Play some pickleball. Uh, Maybe I'll see you on the court. Um, Do your homework. And peace out. Peace out.